We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good evening, Unscriptonites. Welcome to another Thursday, uh, either on uh, Radio Fremantle, the top station on your dial, or on the uh, Unscripted the Film Show podcast. Uh, yes, however you like to indulge in your unscriptedness. Uh, you are joined tonight by me. Just Lewis, uh, there's no uh, Rachel in the studio tonight, there is no Cecilia in the studio tonight, um, Due to circumstances beyond our control, uh, the um, uh, both Rachel and Cecilia are out of well. Rachel's out of action. She uh, and, it, and it kind of sucks because she was planning to not uh, be here tonight anyway because she was going to go see Gran Turismo, uh, the new um, the new film that is uh, is coming out uh, based on the uh, the the true story about a guy. Well, not a guy. The, there was a competition where they got Gran Turismo gamers to uh, go into training to become actual race car drivers, and it's a story about the guy who who did that. And it's uh, it looks great. The, the, I've seen the trailer like a lot of times, and it looks really good. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. But uh, unfortunately, the preview screening is uh, tonight, and uh, I, I couldn't make it to that one obviously because I got to go to the show. But uh, Rachel pulled the uh, the not the short straw but the long straw and uh, got to go and see that one. But then she came down sick. And then she can't see it. So she's uh, at home sick. And so we were negotiating uh, over text today who, who, what we're going to do. Um, is Cecilia going to go see it? Am I going to go see it? Who's going to do the show? Are we both going to do the show? And then the decision was made uh, that Cecilia should go and see Gran Turismo so she can speak about that next week. And I'll come into the studio and do a solo show. So I'm going to do my best. Um, I'm going to apologise for all my technical errors uh, in advance. Uh, I'll probably apologise when I make them as well. Um, Because, yeah, even though I have been doing this show for over 20 years, um, the desk isn't my forte anymore. I I was, uh, you know, initially I I joined the show and I was just, you know, sitting behind a mic and talking and stuff. Uh, Eventually, like I did learn how to use the desk and, uh, and so I wouldn't say I became proficient. I became adequate <laughs> and then um and then uh, when rachel and cecilia took over the show they just seemed to like the control of doing the desk a bit more than i do so i was quite happy to sit back and uh, and reclaim my my place behind the microphone uh without any any sliders and and buttons and things like that in front of me ironically 
when Kat and I do uh, Diz Down Under uh, or, or Tangent City or any of our other shows that we do from our home studio, uh, she, she works the desk as well. She just like keeps everything on track. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not a... I'm not a, a desky technical kind of person um it's all it's all changed it's all changed since i i started doing this like back in the day when, when i started doing this uh, radio show the adverts came on these carts that you had to like stick into this cart playing machine to play the adverts and and then once the advert had played the cart would rewind itself and then you'd take the cart out and you'd stick it into this like uh library of carts that uh, would have the ads on them and now we've just got a computer in front of us. We just press a button and bang, there it goes. Don't even need to rewind it. It's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's been a it's, it's been very uh, very very long time I've been doing this show. Actually, we, we did a uh, tangent city on the weekend. <coughs> Sorry, my apologies. We did a tangent city on the weekend, uh, and we were talking about like how long I've been doing this show and how long Rachel and Cecilia have been doing this show, and we were. Like talking about maybe actually putting that down and uh, and having a chat about it and you know basically recording it for the for for, for history for the history of the the show so we might get around to that one day uh, and that'd be good but if you uh, do like uh, unscripted the film show if you like hearing my voice and Cecilia's voice and Rachel's voice um, if you like Diz down under and hearing my voice and my wife Catherine's voice then. When we do a Tangent City, you should definitely check that out. And on the weekend, we managed to knock out a couple of Tangent Cities because uh, Cecilia came over to do a, a WASCast, which is another podcast that we do uh, about, uh, well, about alcohol um, because uh, my wife Kat's a, a fan of whiskey and she decided that uh, she would do a podcast uh, having a guest and then drinking a a, a bottle of, you know, a, a couple of don't drink a bottle of whiskey. Don't do that. You'll be, you'll be paralytic. It wouldn't be good. Uh, drinking like um, some whiskey or a wine or a beer, and then just just talking about it and you know what it was like, and maybe trying it with different foods. So they did a wascast on a um, a Chardonnay uh, because uh, Kat and I went to actually Kat and I went to um, see uh, Merrick uh, Rosso do a, a a wine and comedy night where he did like pairings of not pairings he did a wine tasting and then like you know, talked about it because he's a actual sommelier um, and uh, and so we learned about wine we got to taste wine and he he would do some pairings with it and he said that uh, if you want to pair um, if you want to pair Chardonnay with something the best thing he's found to pair Chardonnay with is chicken twisties and we were like this can't be true surely not and so um, Kat found a nice uh, a nice crisp Chardonnay and got some chicken twisties and they actually do quite go quite well together and uh, they they also found that um Vegemite on toast uh, seems to work with the with the shardy as well. So, some interesting stuff there. If you want to listen to uh, that wascast, I believe uh, that is out now. And also, we did after that a couple of um, uh, tangent cities um, on. Uh, well, we we're going to do Barbenheimer. So the the idea was to do Barbie and then Oppenheimer. And uh, we ended up just doing a whole show on Barbie and then went, well, we've done a whole show on Barbie. We better do a whole show on Oppenheimer. So now there is two Tangent Cities where we go really spoilerific in-depth on on Barbie and Oppenheimer. So if you want more of us, 
there's more out there. So uh, go, go check that out. Uh, just search for Tangent City on your podcast app of choice or you could search for Diz Down Under or you could search for Wozcast or Unscripted the Film Show and uh, listen to all those things because uh, they're, they're, they're good and they, they you know make the time go by. Um, last week on Diz Down Under, Kat and I uh, had a bit of a chat about something that's a bit it's disturbing for for cinephiles i think uh, it's disturbing for people who who love um collecting movies and having their own collection of physical media and we've spoken about this a lot how important it is to have like actual dvds and blu-rays and 4ks and that now that we seem to be transitioning to a lot of streaming stuff where you don't necessarily own the movies you you pay your subscription fee and you have access to movies while they're on a service so like your know, netflix um they will buy like you know the rights to a movie but that will only be for a certain amount of time and when that rights go away that movie goes away so you can't you know watch that and in the old days we would just have uh, you know, a collection of, of movies or you go to your local DVD store or video store if you want to go further back and you could rent those movies out. So we always had access to the movies and we always had access to the movies generally as they were shown in the, the cinemas. So when they go from the cinemas to the 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 physical media, they usually were the same thing. Unless, of course, back in the day where you had, you know, uh, square TVs and rectangular uh, movie theaters, and they did the pan and scan thing. Um, when we went to letterbox format, so you actually got the same picture that you got in the, the movies, they were the same thing on the uh, on the, the videos or the Blu-rays as they were when you saw the film. Now, the the thing is with the streaming, they can change things. They can they can actually take scenes out of the movie, add scenes into the movie. They can make Daryl Hannah's hair longer to cover her butt in Splash. Um, but, I mean, uh, they also do things like um, change the music. If, like, they had uh, certain music in a, a film that they don't have the rights to do it on, on uh, streaming, then they just change the music out. So you've got – which completely changes the way that the, the, the scenes will work. So I've always been very um, pro-physical media and there's been a, a change like from a massive company that they are now looking at, you know, moving away from physical media. And it's scary because the, the company I'm referring to is Disney and Disney have said that in Australia, nowhere else, just in Australia, they are going to cease producing DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4Ks. There is going to be no more DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4Ks after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That is going to be the, the last of the, the Disney physical media for now because uh, I, I have a theory. Uh, but they're saying that that's going to stop. And that's really... It's unfortunate uh, for like people like me who, who, who collect this stuff and who always want to have it there to watch it when it's when I want to watch it, and the the thing with the the physical media is it's not just the the availability; it's also the fact that it's just better quality. The the, the picture quality is better, the sound quality is better. It's just like 
you know, completely different. So I would always go to get my Blu-ray or my 4K or my DVD, uh, less DVDs these days, but more 4K and Blu-ray, to watch uh, the, the movies rather than uh, I would you know, stream it. If I'll stream TV shows, but, but movies, I want to see it in the, the best possible um the best possible resolution with the best possible sound and you just don't get that on the uh, on the streaming and then also when you've got you're buying a, a blu-ray or a dvd or 4k that's a, a physical product and the people who are involved with making those things they would have been entitled residuals from that as well so again if you take that away that is a that is um a form of income that you know, writers and actors uh, are not getting. Um, and so, again, it comes back to the, the the whole writer strike thing and why writers and why actors are on strike now is because there's all these big corporations run by CEOs making massive amounts of money every year and they're just nickel and diming the people who are actually like making the movies and TV shows. And those people need to be able to have wages that means that they can actually have a, a life and, and, and exist. Uh, and at the moment, they just, just aren't getting that, which is they need to have that because otherwise, if they don't, then all we're going to end up with is reality TV. Um, and who knows? I mean, reality movies are, or, or movies that are like produced by AI, movies written by AI. Uh, it's just the we need to have like actual people making movies, people with inspiration. Like, because with AI, it's just not really original stuff, it's just taking old stuff and mishmashing it. Now, I know that that's what a lot of writers do, they take influences from other things and they write it, but. I just don't know. I don't don't like the idea of a world where movies are made by uh, artificial intelligence. I want to have uh, you know real creative people behind uh, movies, and uh, I'm, I'm yeah hoping that that uh, the strike gets broken. They get some uh, solid you know, actions in place to make sure that uh, writers don't get replaced by AI and actors don't get replaced by AI, and that whole face thing where they could just go take a person and put someone else's face on them and then they can go and make a movie with the the, the, the face-off person. Although face-off with AI, now that, that would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Um, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say, if I'm trying to say anything, is there is a petition on the unscripted the Facebook um, uh, Facebook page. Um, if you go there, click on that, um, please uh, sign the petition. Um, it might not do anything. Like, let's face it, you know, Disney's going to do what Disney's going to do. But I still think it's important to say, hey, hang on, uh, we actually like physical media. We would like to have, you know, these films as a record and we would like it so, you know, you don't change it. We don't want, you know, the whole George Lucas film thing where he, he takes Star Wars and it's not the Star Wars we know, it's a different Star Wars. We want the Star Wars we knew. So this way, if it's on physical media, then it's going to be there permanently uh, as long as we've got a player that can play it. So, uh, which reminds me, I better get my, my Blu-ray serviced. Um I'm going to go to an ad right now. I'm going to take a sip of water because I've been talking constantly for 15 minutes without a break and uh, then I will come back uh, with something more. But before I do that, I actually better put an ad uh, up to play because if I don't do that, then um, it'll be dead air and that would be that would be bad. So here is a uh, an ad and I'll be back soon. Thank you very much to all of our sponsors. And, uh, yeah, if you want to become a sponsor on uh, 
on Radio Fremantle. Do please get in contact with the uh, the, the station, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully they can uh, they can find a spot for you. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can. Uh, you are on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, the top station on your dial with Lewis on Thursday night, unscripted the film show. Uh, hello, good evening. Um, and uh, I am not joined by Rachel and Cecilia tonight because uh, of sickness and uh, and and movies. Uh, but uh, next week, uh, I'm sure that it'll be back to back to full force. Hopefully, um, this week you may be wondering: is is Lewis ever gonna get around to reviewing a film? And uh, and to you, I say. Possibly, uh, I might possibly review a film on the the show tonight, uh, but uh, it, it's kind of one I want to hold off for next week because it's the new uh, Wes Anderson film, uh, Asteroid City, and uh, I saw it, and I think Cecilia saw it as well. Uh, I can't uh, confirm if she was in the cinema or not, um, but uh, it was it was a uh, interesting well <laughs> saying a, a Wes Anderson film is um, is interesting is a is a massive understatement um but uh, it, it doesn't come out until next week the the 10th of uh, august is its release date um but i think it's already i think it's already out in america though so i'm just going to check with uh, with rotten tomatoes and uh, give you some indication of of what what people are saying from the uh, from the, the rotten of the tomatoes um, now? Oh, it's actually it's doing it's doing quite well um, on the on rotten tomatoes. It's got seventy four percent on the tomato meter. Uh, that is the um, the reviewers uh, meter or the critics meter, uh, where they go in there and they they put their scores in and they go, I like this film. I didn't like this film. Uh, there was not enough dogs in this film for me, uh, and then uh, they they like just mish that mishmash that down, and then they go, this is what they thought, uh, and then they even give like a like a, a synopsis, like a, a consensus of, of what they thought, and according to the Rotten Tomatoes, the consensus on Asteroid City is, Asteroid City is unlikely to win Wes Anderson many new converts, but those who respond to his signature style will find a return to uh, immaculately arranged form. This returned to immaculately arranged form. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the audience says uh, Asteroid City is a classic. Interesting for a film that's only just been released. Uh, Wes Anderson, which may or may not be a compliment, depending on how you feel about his other films. So it's interesting. There, there are some filmmakers where people are either fans or, or they're not. And I think Wes Anderson does fall into that category because... You've got to like his quirky sensibilities to to enjoy these films. If you watch films like Darjeeling Limited and uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and uh, and they just you know you don't get the 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 the, the gags and the uh, you don't get the way he he, he makes things, uh, you'll you'll never enjoy his films. So uh, this is another another thing with Asteroid City. You've got to be a Wes Anderson fan. You've got to be a Wes Anderson fan who loves his quirky stuff because I think he's really just dialed the quirkiness up to 11 with Asteroid City. Um, the, the the film is basically... Uh, it's it, it, the thing. This is very, it's very hard to review Wes Anderson films It's because uh, of all the, the quirkiness that uh, is going on. It's like... How do you how do you review it? Because it's not it's not like one story. You've got like several stories going on. In this case, it's a a stage play about these people who are in a uh, like a city in like outback America, where it's one of those towns where 
there's one focal point of of the town, and in this instance, the focal point of the town is a massive crater that was caused by an asteroid that fell into the the middle of the, the, the Earth and it formed the crater, obviously. Um, and because of that, they they bring the the, the brightest people, uh, brightest kids, uh, to this place every year to give out awards for scientific creations. Um, but the thing is, that's the the story that you're going to see. But then the other story is you're actually seeing a play and it's about the playwright and how the actors came together. And so it's it's in, it's just really interesting that, to see the, these different uh, aspects of of the movie. Um, but yeah, it's very it's it's just a very hard one to uh, to, to to like give a, a synopsis. It's one of those things you've got to go and see. But I mean, the the cast that Wes Anderson pulls together, I'm I'm baffled how he does it and and how he can uh, afford to do it um because like i mean they're not high grossing kind of films but then you've got stars in it like you know jason schwartzman and uh scarlett johansson tom hanks uh jeffrey wright tilda swinton brian cranston ed norton adrian brody liv schreiber um Rupert Friend, uh, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, uh, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie. Um, just uh, amazing cast. And you're like, if, if he was paying their going rates for this, there's no way that he'd be able to afford it. So they, these actors must come in there and just go, oh, we'll do it for free. We'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just uh, you know, write this one off. Pro bono. Pro bono, mate. It's all, it's all good. Um, but it's it, it's a great... Uh, well, it's not, look, this isn't the best Wes Anderson film, but it was just enjoyable. It was quirky. It was just like... It, it's... I think, like, you know, it had, you know, Jason Schwartzman at his, at his best. Um, he, but it was like Jason Schwartzman, but it was also not Jason Schwartzman. Uh, the, the, the way that he played this character was so different to the way we've seen him play other characters, particularly other characters in, in Wes Anderson films. Um, Scarlett Johansson uh, was playing an, an actress in this um, and she's an actress who's trying to uh, figure out her role and it's uh, just, oh, it's just amazing. Tilda Swinton is in this and usually she's a really quirky character and in this I found her more of a straight down the line character which was really interesting. Uh, Brian Cranston plays the host um, and he's the guy giving the backstory of the the, the play that's happening. Um, Ed Norton is the, the screenplay, the screenwriter. Uh, just, oh, it's one of those films where like I watched it, I enjoyed it. I'm not 100% sure what was going on. So, um, but I, I, I think that uh, I think that it's one of those films I'm going to go back to and and rewatch and, uh, and and try to get a, get a better understanding for uh, what was actually happening there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it was it was nice. Like after seeing Barbie and uh, and Oppenheimer, which were both like they're they're big budget films i mean the uh, oppenheimer is a, a visually and and like audio wise it's just 
a spectacular film, uh, just a triumph of filmmaking, uh, something that has got to get released on on 4K. And I think in like when you watch the uh, Oppenheimer in the home, the, the the best way you're going to be able to see it is on on, on 4K. And, and Chris Nolan said that. Like he, he, I don't think he really wants to see his film being streamed and and not have that impact that he's looking for. And then we've got Barbie as well, and 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 Barbie is just doing great guns. I think I think it's about to cross the billion dollar threshold. If I said to you, Barbie film is coming out and it's going to make a billion dollars you would say that that's not possible that's very unlikely to happen and uh but no uh thanks to a a good film b great marketing and c uh, i think just word of mouth you've got to go and see this barbie film this is uh, something to behold um it's it's crossing over the the billion dollar line so um but they are big films, and it was nice to be able to go and see something you know a little bit smaller. And with uh, Asteroid City, it is mainly like set based, and it's uh, you know more conversational kind of a movie. Um, and yeah, I was just uh, I was I was very happy that I got to see it because uh, I almost didn't, and uh, I, I managed to get in there in the last last minute, and it was just very very enjoyable. So. Um, Unfortunately, as I said, it is not out until the 10th of uh, August, uh, which is next Thursday. But if you are a fan of Wes Anderson, I'd get your tickets booked in. You know, go and have a nice meal beforehand and uh, and go check out uh, some of the uh, the awesomeness of Wes Anderson. If you wanted to prepare uh, for going to uh, see the film, you could always um, you know watch some Wes Anderson films before uh, on the on the weekend. Uh, you know, and just you know catch up. Um, how many films was Anderson actually made? Let me have a look here. Um, so Wes Anderson. So. He's made he's made a lot. Like uh, when you when you look at his films, you've, you've got a you got to scroll. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean some of the films you could go and check out uh, the stop motion, the fantastic the fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, uh, the French Dispatch. I think that was his last film that uh, came out. The, the French Dispatch, uh, Rushmore, um, uh, Isle of Dogs. That's another uh, animated film. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, um, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. He's made he's made a lot of films. Is what I'm saying. Uh, the Darjeeling Limited, uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zazu. So, yeah, if you want to get in the mood, then I, I recommend that you uh, you know check out some of his films. And he's just one of those those directors. He's got his audience. He knows what his audience likes and he tends to hit the mark every time he's doing it. Um, another director that's kind of like that, uh, but in a completely different way, is Kevin Smith, uh, who is uh, just one of my favourite film directors. But again, he's got his audience. Uh, he aims his movie his audience are never going to be blockbusters they're never going to be billion dollar movies but uh, for me they're they're really enjoyable so um yeah it's funny actually you got you got like wes anderson he's got his audience you got kevin smith he's got his audience but then then you've got like you know christopher nolan and again another director he's got his audience but i think that his um way of filmmaking uh he he that his style kind of changes from film to film he can, i think he can tell a chris nolan film but he he really likes to take the 
subject matter and then figure out the best way to put that onto onto the screen. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, there, there's so much good cinema out there at the moment uh, with with Barbie, with Oppenheimer. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the new Indiana Jones film, The Dial of Destiny, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, as I said, more more good stuff is coming, and uh, I think I'm going to have to take another another talking break uh, and play you uh, some more ads and then I will be back uh, with something I have no idea what it is I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here um, uh, after the after I play that um, so if you just bear with me again and I will uh, figure out what ad I'm trying to play I, I, I'd like talking through what I'm actually doing um, because it uh, it's like showing you behind the curtain of, of radio like too much is uh, is slick radio where people just go hey and then bang you're into uh, a song or something like that see that's the thing most radio they have songs and they can just go okay blah 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 here's five minutes of songs not us uh, we, we try to like have a whole show without any music in it which is fine when you have co-host that uh, can fill that dead air but uh, in this instance it's just me so <laughs> I'm just going to play an ad and then I'll be back after this I, I did let the music play to the end and yes I apologise I had, had to play a song I was just um, needing to uh, leave the studio for a moment and uh, I just had to you know, fill the air with something and, and why not uh, you know, play a bit of pink and never gonna, never gonna not dance again um, which is a interesting way of putting it uh, but yeah you're, you are on uh, Radio Fremantle the top station on your dial with Lewis in case you've only just tuned in uh, if you're hoping to hear the voices of uh, Rachel and Cecilia unfortunately they are not in the studio this week they'll be back next week and we will be talking uh, about uh, we'll probably have another chat about Asteroid City get uh, Cecilia's thoughts on that and uh, then we'll talk about Gran Turismo which Cecilia was seeing tonight um um, but yeah, I, was, I haven't got any other movies to talk about. The only other movie I did see uh, was The Rise of Skywalker. And I know what you're thinking, that uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out a long time ago. And yes, that is correct. But uh, my my wife, uh, Kat and I, we've been going through and re-watching the, the, the Star Wars uh, movies um, on uh, because uh, we decided to get them all on 4K and watch them in the best high definition as possible. Thanks, Disney. Uh, and uh, so we've... Uh, yeah, got got through them all, and we just finished the the Rise of Skywalker, and uh, you know the, the 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 sequel trilogy. It's not bad. It's not great. Um, the, the the clearly the, the the problem with it is that you've got like no overarching vision over the three films: the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker. But um, the the the, the Thing is, as individual movies, if you watch them as individual movies, they're not bad. They're not bad movies individually. It's just when you put them all together, they don't make sense. <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was uh, good fun to to watch the uh, the rise of Skywalker, and uh, um, there was some good stuff in there. Just uh, I, I just oh, I I just wish they'd put more thought into it. Like just like get someone in there and go three movies, okay definitely going to be a trilogy here's what happens in the first movie here's what happens in the second movie here's your ending and they just they didn't do that they they went here here jj you make the first one 
and then we're going to give the second one to, to Ryan Johnson. Ryan, you go ahead. You do what you want to do. And he just like threw out the stuff that JJ wanted. And then uh, and then uh, it was going to be Colin Tavorrow, I think, uh, was going to do the third one. And, and he didn't. Uh, and they went, JJ, come back. And then JJ threw out the stuff that Ryan did. And, and yeah, very, very strange way of making films. But uh, what I'm saying is if you've got it on uh, DVD or Blu-ray or, or 4K, Stick it in and have another watch. Uh, and don't think of it as a trilogy. Think of them as individual films, and you might enjoy them more. I don't know. You might, you might not. Hard to say. Give it a crack. Um, if you are looking for, for something else to watch, though, and you happen to have the streaming service Apple TV, this is the other thing. You know, if I want to watch a thing and, and I own it on Blu-ray or DVD, I just could grab it. And now you've got to go, oh, I want to watch this thing. What service is it on? Do I have it? No. Oh well, I'll get the, um, the 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 free month or the free week or the three free days, and then I'll cancel it. And then you'll get that free time, and then you'll forget to cancel it. And then for the next ten years, you get charged your monthly subscription. And that's what they want you to do. Uh, but you don't get that with physical media. No, once I bought it, I've bought it. Sorry, I'm on a high horse. I apologise. I'm going to dismount. And get back to the point. Uh, I was going to say, Apple TV, uh, they don't put out a lot of stuff, but the stuff they do put out is quality. It's good stuff. And they had a TV show on Apple TV last year called The After Party, which is a whodunit. Now, who don't like a whodunit? I don't know. It's it's clearly me. I I like a whodunit. So if you don't, um, then that's your problem, uh, and I'm not going to get into it. Um, But they've got – they they did the the first – uh, after party, and it was a, a school reunion, and uh, they all get together. And in the first episode, someone dies, and then the the cops arrive, and it's all about interviewing the people and you know finding out who the bad guy is. It's, it's all done very tongue in cheek. It's not like this is not a uh, 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 like twenty uh, L.A. Law. Or, I, I don't know. It's it's not one of these these crime shows that have a murder of the week. This is uh, one murder and it goes over like you know several weeks. So the first of the um, uh, the after parties was eight episodes long, uh, and it was very good. And I was like, well, that was great. But how do you make a a second after party? Because you know clearly, if you make a the second one. There's going to be different people. You can't have the same people in there because that's going to be weird. If there's someone who just happens to keep going to murder scenes, if they do, they're probably the murderer. I would suggest. Um, but in this, they, uh, they they went in an interesting way, uh, and it's kind of got a, a, a movie feel to it. In that uh, there is another murder, and uh, the there is returning characters from the the first. Uh, the first after party. You've got um, Sam Richardson who plays Anique. He's come back. Uh, you've got uh, Zoe Chow as Zoe. She's come back as well. Um, and then you've got the uh, the detective as well uh, who's come back as well, Tiffany Haddish. Um, but the rest of the cast has all changed. So in the new cast, you've got like uh, John Cho and Paul Walter Hauser, uh, Ken Jong, um, uh, and Anna Kolke, uh, Poppy Lou. So you've got a new cast there. Uh, also, oh yeah, Jack Whitehall's in it as well. Uh, and in this, you've got a another person who's murdered. Uh, Edgar, played by Zach Woods. Um, Edgar is a businessman, billionaire, crypto guy. He's getting married to uh, to Grace, and he 
dies on his wedding night and everyone who's there is a suspect. So they bring back um, Detective Dana, who's no longer a detective but is now a novelist, and uh, she's there to try and solve the crime before they bring the police in and arrest the most likely suspect, who is the wife, Grace. Now, this is interesting because they've they've decided to to make things a little bit different by uh, giving each of the episodes a different filmatic style. So uh, in, uh, you know, the first episode is like the sequel episode. So it's, it's kind of like, how can you, well, it was a question I was asking, like, how do you make a sequel to the, 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 the after party? Because, you know, you can't have, to people just like you know, same people, and then someone dies. So, um, they 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 talk about the the sequel side of things, and then in the the second episode of the uh, the movie, they start to actually uh, interview the people who are at the party, and then when they're being interviewed, they're kind of their predominant. Um, uh, I don't know, film genre, the predominant film genre that they kind of uh, relate to becomes the filter for them telling the story of what they were doing during the wedding and presumably during when the, the murder happened. So the first one they're talking to, Grace, and Grace is a, a person who is just like um, uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, you know, all that old school kind of... Uh, you know, dresses and and tuxedos and and those kind of things. So that's what the lens you see her story through. Then the next one is Travis, and Travis is like the whole old noir detective kind of ones. So everything's black and white, uh, and everything's done in a noir kind of way. Um, the the third episode is Hannah, and uh, Hannah is the the sister of um, uh, Edgar. And she is very much a Wes Anderson person. So her episode is a Wes Anderson episode. Uh, it's it's great. It's a really entertaining way of, of doing uh, a TV show like this. Because obviously you're going to be going over a lot of the same information on each of the shows. Then by showing it through a different lens, it makes the, the information you're seeing more uh, just... Uh, new and interesting and different so i'm actually i think i'm enjoying the after party season two a little bit more than i enjoyed after party the the first one but they're both great and I, i'd recommend you watch I, I think you've actually got to watch uh, both of the um after parties to really you know get the uh well you don't go to watch one to get what's happening in two so if you do have apple tv plus i would recommend uh checking out the uh the after party and um yeah i will try and find something uh else to to suggest that you, you can watch uh uh while i play this and i'll be back shortly you're listening to unscripted the film show I thought I'd uh, play that sweeper with uh, with Rachel's voice, just so you uh, you know, heard a different uh, unscripted the film show voice uh, in this episode. Um, so yeah, it's coming to the 
end of the show almost. I've still got uh, I've still got fourteen minutes. I was hoping that Quizzy was going to like round the corner, and I could like go pull him into the uh, the, the last few minutes of the show. But uh, uh, he is not uh, not arrived as yet. Um, what other things uh, can I mention to you? I th- if you've got Disney Plus, uh, there is a show on there. Actually, that that's one of the things that uh, Disney Plus it, it does well. It's got quite a few old comedy shows. Um, like uh, How I Met Your Mother is on uh, on Disney Plus, and there's also a new show on Disney Plus uh, which is called How I Met Your Father, uh, which is into its second season, and uh, it's it, I mean it's pretty much just you know a, a, a kind of a redo of How I Met Your Mother with. Um, it's Kim Cattrall is the uh, the older version of the character. I'm trying to remember what the character's uh, name is. Uh, and it's Hilary Duff. Is she the the the? Uh, why why am I asking you? You're not going to tell me um, how how I met um, your father. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So Hilary Duff is Sophie the younger. And then Kim Cattrall is Sophie the older, and Kim Cattrall is the one that is uh, sitting at like on a uh, couch and relating the story to her son, who you'd never see. You never see her son because her son is off screen and she is on screen, which is one of the things that they uh, didn't. They did the reverse with How I Met Your Mother because it was the father was telling uh, the kids how he met the mother, and so you saw all the kids and so the, the, I think How I Met Your Father went for just a million seasons uh, so How I Met Your Mother went for a million seasons and, and all the kids stuff was filmed up front because those kids were going to age and they needed to have all that stuff of them uh, before they aged out and then they just like stuck it in over the course of the uh, the, the seasons whereas here well, I guess you know Kim Cattrall has got to you know stay the same age she is now, uh, but uh, yeah, they've got uh, a bit more to play with there uh, in regards to, to timelines. But um, it's great; it's got a uh, you know a, a really good you know uh, cast in there. But it's the same thing; like a bunch of friends, uh, they've you know got the mystery of who the father is, um, and they're they're two seasons into it at the moment, so. <coughs> Sorry, my apologies. They're two seasons into it at the moment, so yeah, it'll just be uh, interesting to see if this one goes for uh, a billion seasons, like the uh, the first "How I Met Your Mother." Um, other things that you might want to check out as well, um, if you are looking forward to uh, Ahsoka, which is coming out on the Disney Plus uh, very soon. Uh, I think I might have recommended this before, but uh, Ahsoka is a very pivotal Star Wars character, but she hasn't been on uh, like any of the movies. The, the only place you would know her from is if you had watched uh, Clone Wars and then if you'd uh, also watched Rebels as well. Um, she she appeared in both those shows and it was um, interesting because like she kind of is squ- like the most of her stuff is squished in between uh, the Attack of the Clones and the Revenge, uh, the Revenge of the Sith. So in that space, all of her, her stories happened until Mandalorian uh, brought her back and then uh, she appeared in Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett and now she's going to have her, her own TV show uh, on, on Disney Plus. So it's one of those things where it'd be good uh, if you want to get ready for uh, the, the, the new TV show to find out where she comes from 
go back and uh, check out that uh, that stuff on Disney Plus. Um, which again is a good thing that Disney Plus is good for, um, but not not to be the place where you go and see uh, all all the movies that are on there because because uh, we want to you know, keep physical media. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Getting back on that that soapbox again. My apologies. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a hard week. It's just just having to deal with uh, with with the the fact that my collection of of Marvel movies is now going to be incomplete. Um, it 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 it's frustrating for a for a completist like me uh, to 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 know that. But uh, yeah, um, what else have I got to talk about uh, tonight that uh, that you should check out? Um, Blacklist, new season of Blacklist is on uh, uh, is on Netflix. Uh, which is just uh, unbelievable that this this TV show uh, has gone on for ten seasons. Ten, you'd think they would run out of villains for them to capture each week, but uh, but no, no, it's still uh, ten ten seasons in, and they are still uh, making the blacklist. Um, Rose Byrne has got to be on. Uh, uh, Apple TV Plus at all times. Uh, I believe that is in her contract. So uh, the TV show Platonic with uh, Rose Byrne and um, Seth Rogen has just finished on Apple TV uh, Plus. Doesn't you can still go and watch it? Still there. Uh, but now that has ended, the next season of Physical has has started on Apple TV Plus. So if you are a fan of the the first two seasons of that, there is a uh, more Physical to watch, uh, which is uh, it's. Very, very cool, um, and uh, I am thinking I'm going to have to go and find a a quick song, uh, and then <laughs> I'm going to come back and then quickly finish up the show, and then uh, get Quizzy onto the microphone, and Quizzy can uh, do some crate digging and play a lot more music for you during his show. But we didn't play this song two weeks ago when we reviewed Barbie and I think it's a travesty and it's a travesty that I am going to um, basically, uh, you know, I'm going to correct now. So uh, for the next three minutes and 18 seconds, please enjoy Barbie Girl. What a fantastic song that was. Uh, Aqua, Barbie Girl, uh, and Barbie's a fantastic movie. Go check it out. Uh, that brings us pretty much to the end of the show. Uh, don't don't worry. These these solo shows with just me are very rare, few and far between, and you will not have to put up with them uh, on a regular basis, I assure you. So uh, I, uh, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed uh, the mishmash I've done today. Uh, if you listen to the uh, podcast version at some point in time uh, it'll be a lot shorter than usual because i did play some songs uh so my apologies to the, the people who listen to that but i am going to head out of here uh next week i'll be back rachel will be back cecilia will be back uh we're going to talk about uh probably asteroid city again we're going to talk about uh gran turismo uh and i'm sure there'll be other things as well uh but uh, for now i'm going to leave you with quizzy i'm going to leave you with another film another aqua song that is referencing uh another uh movie that's still in, in cinemas at the moment uh Dr. Jones, which is, of course, referencing, uh, you know, Oppenheimer. No, 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 Indiana Jones, of course, what I'm talking about. I'll catch you next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.